Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good football Friday. Well, no, let's be honest. It's a full football Friday. It's football. We talk about it here on Birds 365. It's Friday, but there's going to be no football played today. Usually on football Fridays, it's leading into some kind of football. They used to remember when they used to play the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, John? So this could have been. Those were the days. Yeah, that was exciting. (laughs) It's going to have been an actual football Friday because the game would be coming up. Well, not really even the game, but you, you get my drift. Uh, but it is a football Friday because it's football that we're talking about. Birds 365 and it's a Friday. Um, JM, two names that I did not think we would be talking about 24 hours ago when I was looking ahead to what the full football Friday would bring. Roy Istvan and Derek Klassen who you brought into the conversation yesterday, which I want to continue the conversation today. Our two guys we're going to talk about, and it is Birds 365. So why don't we start with the departure of the Eagles' assistant offensive line coach. We all believe that uh, one change that was not going to be made on the Eagles coaching staff this offseason was there would be no folding of Stoutland University here in town, and that's not the case. He's going to be back as the Eagles offensive uh, lineman, uh, line coach, but his number one lieutenant will be coaching for the Cleveland Browns this upcoming year. Did you see this one coming? If you were starting with Eagles coaches that are not going to be hit, be hit by the new coaching purge with two no coordinators, I would have gotten Stoutland one and Stoutland's top lieutenant number two, that's not the case. 
Well, it would have been, no, I, I wouldn't have went that far. I would have went uh, Stoutland and Kevin Petullo, and Kevin's going to be back. Is he? We, is, what's his title? Uh, associate head coach, passing game coordinator. Okay. Uh, but more, more because he's best friends with the head coach. <laughs> That's uh, So that one was the one I was focused on because if they blew Kevin Petullo out, I was going to say there there might be some issues at that point, but yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I know something. I'll disagree with you. I, I, if they really want to, and when I say they, I'll uh, refer to Jeff Flory and Harry Roseman. If they really wanted to wrestle power away from Nick, they would have taken Padula away from him. Too. Well, yeah, that's why I was so interested. So, you know, I think him being here is a good sign for Nick. Um, and there's some other guys, uh, Tyler Scudder, who a lot of people don't know. Uh, was Nick's assistant, and he was, um, when he first got here, worked with him very closely. He's a big, uh, big Tyler Scudder guy, promoted him to assistant linebackers coach. So that's one I got my eye on with the Eagles ever uh, confirmed their coaching staff. Uh, I knew this last week because I knew Roy was leaving uh, Cleveland uh, for Cleveland. Um, Mary Kay Cabot had it out there last week. What's interesting to me, I've been talking about it for years. I'm number one. I'm surprised that Roy hasn't gotten an offensive line job. I figured somebody would pluck him as as the offensive line coach. The offensive line line job, but as an assistant, there's a difference between being the offensive line coach and the assistant. So I'm surprised he's been here as long as he has. But for whatever reason, he never got an offensive line coaching job. And that's the surprising thing here because he's not the offensive line coach in Cleveland. He's remains the assistant offensive line coach. So it's a lateral move um, and indication. The Eagles didn't want to keep him. Um, so it's a little bit of a surprise. I will say, you know, before Roy, the assistant offensive line coach was Eugene Chung and they moved on from him. So they've done it in the past and, you know, why they did it this time, maybe Roy wanted to leave. Maybe, you know, maybe Roy was upset. Uh, it can always work both ways. I can't Fair tell enough. you exactly what happened, but uh, it's a little bit of a surprise. But he, he wasn't one of the guys where I said, oh, you know, that, that'll have a big import on, on Nick Sirianni. Um, Kevin Petullo, Tyler Scudder, people like that. Even Jamal Singleton. Uh, and he's still in the mix to be back. Um, and I, I think he's going to be back, um, which I think, by the way, is a positive because some of the core group closest to Nick Sirianni is still going to be here. So that, to me, is a positive. It might not be for other people, but I've been very concerned with the setup. And you're going to take everybody away from Nick Sirianni's by himself with people he doesn't trust and people he's got to connect with and people he's got to go to Geno Stakes with. And by the way, Vic Fangio and, and, and freaking Kellen Moore can go to Geno Stakes, but they can't meet the media in Philadelphia. Uh, a shot at the Eagles said, the Eagles are ridiculous. Come on, Johnny. That's a good photo op. The Eagles are ridiculous. The, the Cowboys uh, hired Mike Zimmer. He gave them to reporters the next day. The next day. Now, that uh, a lot of teams, Washington, uh, hired their coordinators, announced them, and allowed them to speak with reporters. Everybody around the league allows their coordinators to speak with reporters. Not this team. 
competitive advantage. Like nobody knows Vic Fangio and Kellen. <laughs> nobody knows Vic Fangio. How many years has he been in the league? Uh, it's absurd. Sorry, you got me going. That's all right. Uh, you, 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 that, this is a well-worthy rant on your part as far as I'm concerned. It is absurd the way this team acts at times. And, you know, it, 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 it's it's not the way you should do business. Hey, but you did get a picture of him at Tino Stakes. So that is, that, that that's connect. Talk about connection. The coach likes to talk about connection and that's his job is to be a connecting uh, guy for him, his coaching staff and his players. Well, no better place to connect than a Geno Stakes. Yeah, I, I see where you get your mad on about that one, Johnny Mac. Uh, so, all right, I, I guess I was a little bit more surprised uh, that they did change out their assistant offensive line coach. Uh, well, much like the newly hired coaches, you don't have access these days to uh, Jeff Stoutland to ask him, listen, did your guy want to move on? Were you ready to move on? Was this forced upon you? I'd really like some more details, but apparently we're not going to get those. Uh, cause, uh, well, yeah, we'll get them eventually. Cause we'll get, maybe Callan Moore's got a guy, maybe, you know, and maybe you do it that way. You say, all right, let me bring in my guys, the assistant and, and it could be a host of different reasons, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it's kind of strange how long it's taken for, uh, the Eagles. Jason Michaels, another one uh, who's very close to Nick Sirianni, the tight ends coach. He's he's an interesting one to, to keep in the mix. Um, I mentioned Tyler Scudder. Um, and, and obviously, first and foremost is Kevin Petullo. And they basically confirmed that Kevin's back because he was in the picture. Uh, the only people invited were Vic Fangio, Kellen Moore, Doug Nussmeyer, and Kevin Petullo, so Kevin's on good standing. The one that I'm actually more intrigued by than any others is Jeremiah Watchman. Um, yeah, he's a good one. Uh, more so because he's got dual – he's had dual responsibilities. Like he was in the personnel department, and then he was a coach, then went to the personnel department, then came back to coaching. So even if they wanted to get a different edge coach, they might want to keep him around uh, in the personnel part of it. So he's an interesting guy, and I assume he's going to stay as well because most most teams have started confirming their coaching staffs, and um, there's been no evidence of him leaving yet. Understood. But until uh, until we officially until it's official, uh, yeah. home, we don't really know. And I think no. he's an intriguing guy. All right. And the other guy uh, you brought him into the conversation yesterday was Derek Klassen from uh, the 3013.com. And oh, by the way, uh, coming up in less than 10 minutes from now, uh, from the 3013, Paul Dunwich is going to join us. He joins us every single Friday. And I was ready to just flat out crush Paul Dunwich. <laughs> I was waiting to get him on today because you ran down the list of the 33rd teams. And we've, I, I, didn't, I had not seen it before the show. I didn't even know it was up there. Uh, you brought it to my attention yesterday. Had come out with a list of quarterback power rankings going forward to next year. And I was wondering if it was a compilation of, because they got a bunch of really good writers, Damo being just one of them on the 33rd team, if they had uh, polled everyone and asked them, oh, no, this is one guy's opinion. Uh, and you're a football writer. I'm just a, uh, a show host. 
Uh, do you have an opinion on Derek Clausen? Have you been a fan of his? Do you know of his work? No, I, I don't know that much about him. Not to, uh, no. So no, uh, good or bad, uh, don't know that much about him. But that's why I never get upset by these rankings. They're usually one person's opinion. And I told you in the past, Jody, I said, if you don't like one, just go to the next one. <laughs> that's basically where I am with them. But I, but you know, we are we are here, and we got to talk Eagles every day. And it's interesting when, you know, it's a very, uh, as you mentioned, it's a a very good outlet. They have a lot of tremendous people working there. You know, Mike Tannenbaum and Joe Banner started that thing. So you know, some really heavy hitters in the industry. Um, our own Paul Domowicz, as you mentioned. Um, so, you know, when they say something, it, it, it carries some weight. So it's worth talking about it. But, yeah, I, 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 I think he had Jalen Hurts too low. I don't think he's in the bottom half of NFL quarterbacks. The question is, how far has he fallen? We were talking about top five, you know, coming into the season. How far has he legitimately fallen? Well, I don't think he's legitimately fallen to 17. But, you know, if you're in that cusping 10 range and even outside of the 10, I'll listen to you. I mean, you can make that argument, I would say. I don't know where you are. Oh, I am. Uh, here's where I am. And who the hell is Derek Clausen? I don't care that he writes for the 33rd team. I'd never heard his name before yesterday. He, he If you ask Derek Clausen who Jody McDonald was, he might go say, who the hell is Jody McDonald? He might not know who I am either. So opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one. Here's what bothers me. Um, we can agree to disagree when you do something like this, a list, a ranking. All it is an opinion. And I've said this 3,000 times on the radio. Your opinion can't be wrong. You can just disagree with it. You can vehemently disagree with it at times. But an opinion is just that. It's an opinion. You're not stating facts. You're just giving an opinion. I think his opinion is woefully wrong and way off base and borderline foolish. But it doesn't mean that I'm right and he's wrong. It's just an opinion. It is what it is. But here's what's wrong with it. He doesn't give any explanation of how he puts his ranking together. If you want to have an opinion, that's perfectly fine. And if you can justify it, if you can show, I feel like I'm back in the sixth grade, show your work, uh, at least give us some kind of an explanation as to what you use, your line of reasoning, by putting your list together then I could accept it. Then I could say, all right, well, I don't quite. You put well, no, to, to, to defend, well, let's, you know, to defend Derek. And I don't Please know try. I There is a story that accompanies it. So I think everybody, you know, sees the tweets and they look at the chart and nobody reads anything. So I, there is I a went story. To the red, and the story said nothing. Well, I'm saying there is at least uh, an explanation to uh, why he has the people in the positions he's in. Now, if you want to look at uh, Derek's own work, you know, he used to work for, he used to do draft stuff. He does analytics stuff for reception perception. So 
you know, if people want to look into it, they can look into it. But, I mean, it wasn't just a list and there was nothing else with it. And I think too far too many, because this happens to me all the time. And for people who don't know, <clears throat> like a lot of times <clears throat> when a story comes out, a lot of times report all the time in a different era, all the time, we never had anything to do with the headlines. Anything. Right, right, right. right, um, right. Now, sometimes it's a little bit different, but 99% of the time at Sports Illustrated, I have nothing to do with the headline, nothing. And a lot of times they go for these, to be blunt, headlines I don't like. Um, and all people do is read the tweet and read the headlines and they, and they lose their minds. And you got to say, read the story, read the story. All right. So yeah. there is, there is some background to it I, I that's all i'm saying all right well uh, john i'm going to read you the story it's two paragraphs two paragraphs so we we can it's almost not even on the line yet. here's the story it's never too early to rank the quarterbacks of course we don't know every team's starting quarterback will, will be yet some teams will draft one some teams will shuffle around their used parts via trades and free agency a couple of teams might get stuck with the same old quarterback they've tried and failed to get rid of. With that in mind, we'll stick with the rankings of the quarterback who either mostly recently started a significant amount of games or most certainly projected to be the starter next season for the uh, time being. Think of Aiden O'Connell for the former and Will Levis for the, F, F, uh, for the latter. Let's get started. What part of that story explains how he ranks the quarterback? Well, I, I, again, you know, I think the ranking part of it is self-explanatory. How do you ranking, figure? Well, because nine there's nine million lists of people ranking quarterbacks. I think we we kind of understand it's his opinion of ranking quarterbacks, and then he lists his list and he explains, you know, what he likes and what he dislikes about particular quarterbacks. In the case of Jalen. He said his athletic ability when healthy and his accuracy down the field are enough to make him a beacon for offensive production. However, the rest of Hurts' game still leaves something to be desired. <clears throat> it's been four years with Hurts as a starting quarterback. Hasn't been, but anyway, so there's a mistake. And he still has issues managing tight pockets and throwing over the middle of the field. That's fair. So many of the true dropback concepts are more static and less taxing than what most of the top quarterbacks handle. That's fair. That's been a criticism of the coordinators. Um, the coordinator the, who, who was fired, um, by the way, assistant head coach in, in, uh, in Washington for Brian Johnson. In fairness, maybe that's not on Hertz, but it's telling that the Eagles changed offensive coordinators and nothing changed on that front. Hertz isn't a bad quarterback. He's accurate, especially down the field. Doesn't often put the ball in harm's way, which is true. What he offers in the run game is a major benefit. I just struggle to get over the bar with Hertz because of some of the incon inconsistencies as a true dropback passer. So, again, if you don't like it, go to the next guy. But there is an explanation of why he's got him where he wants it. I think it's too low, but... And I, you know, I'm here defending the guy. I don't even agree with him, but he right. does give his explanation. And you're a writer and I'm not, but I'm sorry. I just think that's a lousy job. I, I think that if you're going to come out with something like a quarterback ranking, 
you have to explain. You're right. He gave him a full couple paragraphs about his opinions on Jalen Hurts and, and what he thinks of him as a quarterback. But there has to be an overall evaluative way that you're going to rank them. It's nice that he gave you a scouting report on each individual player. But why does Jalen Hurts' strength and weaknesses, as we just went through, fall behind Anthony Richardson? And his strength and weaknesses. How did you? How did you come up with the fact? That well, I, I, I would Richardson say in at number sixteen well, and Jalen Hurts at number seventeen. I, I, I think that's absurd. But I, I would say, point to me the list other than PFF. Point to me the list, and you're going to see a hundred lists, so we can go oh, keep I'll moving forward. I, yeah, I mean, show me one that does that. And I, I'll agree. I, I've yet to see one that does that. Because and I, it's all, I, I think it's baked in. It's somebody's opinion. So if that's baked into it, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm I'm with you 100%. I think it's absurd. Anthony Richardson, who's barely played. Not that the guy's got unbelievable talent, but he's barely played. And he got hurt. And there was impressive moments. Um, how many games did he play? Four. Gardner made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. He played four. How many, John? You want to know? Four. Yeah. Four games. So, I mean, that, yeah, I'm with you. That part's absurd. Um, so, obviously, that's about potential. Um, and right. And like on some somebody, guys, he puts potential, seems to put a higher emphasis on potential. And on other guys, he puts more emphasis on what did you do for me lately? What were your stats over the last seven weeks of the season? He doesn't do any attempt at trying to say, here's the way I look at things and where I put emphasis on when I come up with my list. And I, I think that makes the list pretty damn irrelevant. Well, I think they're all irrelevant. So I will agree there. Um, I, I I will just say as, as far as that's the way it is. I mean, if you've been around for a long time, and Jalen hasn't been around for a long time. And there's quarterbacks. Longer than Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's quarterbacks. There's quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, who you have this massive sample size. Um, and I can both help and hurt. You have a better, you have a better feel for Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback than somebody who hasn't played a lot of quarterback. And that's just the nature of it. You're going to see it this year because there's three top-tier quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels. Well, I guarantee you, you're going to hear wonderful things about all three of them. And I guarantee you, right now, Jody, all three aren't going to hit the ground running like they're C.J. Stroud. If you get one C.J. Stroud as a rookie, that'd be beating the odds. Yep. Um, um, so that's just the nature of it. People get enamored with the new shiny thing and the new guy and Anthony Richardson's in that category. Uh, but yeah, I would firmly disagree with that specifically. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, he's played four games. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, other than that's complete, complete projection and Jalen hurts. Look, he had a bad end of the season last year. He was also runner-up for the MVP, you know, in 2022. He's he's still pretty good. So, yeah. I, I think being in the bottom half of quarterbacks, I think that's silly. 
uh, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, just for those who are streaming in today, we're streaming in more. I don't think we even went through the whole list. You just gave a couple of highlights when you put it out there. We discussed it with Brad Spielberg, who, oh, by the way, he said, other than PFF, we had, a, I think it was kind of ironic uh, that we had a PFF guy on the air at the time when we brought up the list. And they're an outlet that actually does explain how they go about putting their lists and rankings together. So good on Pro Football Focus. Um, here's your quick, as per Derek Classic, who I'm sorry, this let me let me see if I can simplify. It's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing list. We will never <laughs> we gotta have, get Derek. We, I we guess we're not going to get have, Derek on the show. We will never have Derek Klassen on the air. If Derek Klassen is on Birds 365, Jody McDonald will be. Oh, on. now I want him I, on the air. You can get him on. Pick a pick a day, any day. I'll take the day off. Bill Colarulo and John McMullen talk to uh, Derek Klassen. Wow. You're uh, really yeah. fired up about this. this, this I'm glad I brought it up. It's a joke. I like firing you up. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. By the way, there's one. What has Justin Herbert done? Yeah, He's the fourth loves, rank. I love, I love Justin Herbert. I, no, no, no. I, I, I'll repeat the question, Jack. What has he accomplished? Other than you like his stock coming out of Oregon. He gets a couple of numbers. He hasn't won diddly squad. He's never a top-ranked quarterback. And then he, he's consistently good. But he really hasn't accomplished all of a lot to be the fourth-best quarterback in the National Football League. I uh, don't understand. Matthew Stafford, a little high. Dak Prescott. Dak Runner Prescott, up for the MVP, by the way, this year. Puts up really? numbers. Uh, see, but here's the beauty of it. MVP. That, thank you very much, John. MVP, what is that? It's a regular season award. Does does Mr. Klassen take playoff accomplishments into consideration, or is that irrelevant? Is he just ranking, is the power ranking to place them for their possibility to win the MVP in the regular season next year? Well, I, I'm, I'm not Derek Klassen. You're not Derek Klassen. I, 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 but I, I think I it's a legitimate question because there's no explanation as to how he puts his list together. Just personally, if I were going to put a quarterback list together, I would kind of take playoff uh, accomplishment and or failure into consideration. But that's just me. Um, Prescott, six. Stroud, seven. See, that's potential. He's He's got a heavy on potential there. C.J. Stroud had an unbelievable year. Arguably the greatest rookie season ever in this history of the National Football League. He's got him eight spots ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Stroud, seven. Lawrence, eight. There's another one. You love Trevor Lawrence coming out of college. I love Trevor Lawrence coming out of college. He was the highest rated quarterback coming yeah, out of college. No since Andrew Luck. What has he done in his NFL career? Not a whole hell of a lot. He's been a marginal quarterback since he got into the league. Now he's still relatively young, but he hadn't done anything yet. Joe Burrow down at number nine because he missed the last seven games of the regular season this year. Man, that's bad. Jordan Love, what he did the last nine games of the regular season. Oh, I guess he took the win over Dak Prescott into consideration because that certainly raised his profile. Kyler Murray, 11, Geno Smith, 12, Kirk Cousins, 13, Jared Goff, 14, Aaron Rodgers, 15, just ahead of uh, Richardson, uh, Hurt, 17, Purdy, 18, Tua, 19, Mayfield, 20, Fields, 21. I got a Fields point I want to make later in show. Remind me of that. That's Derek too high, Card, by the way. 
Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson, Bryce Young. Twenty five is not a good number, but at least he's ahead of a bunch of guys. Yeah, he's leaning know. on leaning on potential again there. Uh, Rid Deshaun Watson. Ooh, I, how far Deshaun Watson? That's my boy. Deshaun Watson has dropped off a cliff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's he's accomplished a hell of a lot more than all these guys surrounding him, Ritter and Levis and Howell and O'Connell and Pickett and Bailey Zappi. So here's why I agree with Derek Clawson. Pat Mahomes number one, Bailey Zappi number thirty-two. The other thirty I got problems with, but he got the first one right and the last one right. So I'll give Derek Clawson a hand. Uh, good job, big guy. Got the first one right and the last one right. Uh, so this should be fun because uh, I see Paul Domwich is ready to join us. Um, I don't know how well he even knows Derek Klassen. He writes for the same outlet that Derek does, but he might not know him from a hole in the wall either, much like me. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that with Domo. Paul Domwich, 3013, jacobsports.com. Joins us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. 
E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. You got the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365 on a faux football Friday. Faux because there's no football coming up tomorrow over the weekend. Usually you're leading into actual football, not the case. But we talk it here on Birds 365. And on Fridays, we talk it with Paul Domwich from the 33rd team at jacobsports.com. Uh, I guess Damo's uh, Tommy Bahama wear, like mine, in the cleaners for the winter, getting them all spruced up and ready for next football season. It's cold it's out this morning, but right. windy. Cold. Have you, have you been outside already, Damo? I have. Yes, I have. Okay. You got a pooch too? Uh, I do. Yeah. Dama is a big dog guy. Yeah, that's just, how you know he's a good guy. Uh, in the backyard, though, so I just uh, open the door and let him out. Yeah, yeah. It's too cold. I, with, I I stepped out with my dog, but it was too cold. I said, "All yeah. right, later." Yeah. <laughs> my my dog's a press. If I don't go out with her, she doesn't do her business. She just sits there. You got to actually leave the back porch to get her to go on the grass. But uh, and uh, I I want a coat, not a hoodie. But uh, Dama, thanks for hoodieing up with us today. Um, how many guys write for the 33rd team? Do you know? Give us a general number. Contribute. I, I just see some bylines. Uh, um, yeah, this is, but by the way, can I, can I interject, Tomo? Because this bothers me. Um, when people say, and you've heard this much longer than I have, the Philly media this, the Philly media that, we don't meet, we don't get together and talk with an agenda. So Damo's not responsible for somebody else at the 3013, just like Jody Mack's not responsible for what I say and vice versa, or Howard Eskin over at WIP, you're not responsible for that. Why can't people understand that? Mm -hmm. Everybody, there's so many fans. Oh, the Philly media ran so-and-so out of town, or Philly media is trying to undercut uh, how many times have you heard that over the years, Tama? Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, too many. What are we talking about, Jody? What did someone from the 3013 do? Did you see, uh, first of all, do you know Derek Klassen at all? Just, I've seen the byline. The byline. So you've never met Derek. You've never had an individual conversation. You never exchanged emails with him. No. Okay, good. Um, because he put an embarrassing post up on that website yesterday, ranking the quarterbacks in the National Football League with only a scouting report under their name thereafter and not explaining how he did it. And he had Jalen Hurts in the second half of the quarterbacks in the National Football Second half. Behind Anthony Richardson. One ahead of Brock Purdy. We had 20th in the National Football League. 18th, Brock. 18th. Yeah, so Jalen is 32 quarterback, Jalen 17, Brock 18, 2 and 19. But he had Anthony Richardson somehow ahead of him. I'm surprised he didn't have Jan- Daniel Jones. Those four games Good. were impressive. Those four <laughs> games were impressive. Just ridiculous in, in my mind. Not only the, the rankings, but the fact that they didn't explain it either. Um, which I think is is uh, just takes away from its credibility. So instead of me continuing to beat up on your colleague, um, what do you think of lists in general? I usually like them, and I try and keep them in their proper perspective. But when somebody misses the mark and does as sloppy a job as he does explaining why he puts his list together, it kind of demeans all lists. Am I overthinking this whole thing? 
I despise them, Jody. Yes. Which is why you won't Good. see my which is why you won't see my name on any of them in the 33rd team. Yeah. I I'm I'm yeah. I it, well, let I'm, me hold on. I, 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 sorry to interrupt it's you. Lazy, it's, lazy, it's lazy journalism. Okay. Yes, it's, that's it is. It's uh it's a quick way. I mean, they do it to get hits. You know, everybody does yeah. it now in, in yeah. journalism in sports journalism, and it's the worst thing that's that's happened to journalism. Um yeah. generally I agree with you. Um, but I do like a good list every once in a while because I'm not only a quasi, I'm not I'm a half a journalist, I'm not a real journalist, but I, I hold myself to some journalistic standards. Um, but I I'm also a fan and I think fans enjoy this, and that's why they occur. Um if they had asked you at the 33rd team, we're going to take our 30 experts. I don't know how many guys you got on staff, but they deem these 30 individuals the experts. And they asked you to put a list together so they could put a compilation list together. Would you decline? Uh, if they were paying me, sure, I'd do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I, if you ever see my name and you've seen my name on top by blah, 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 that means I was ordered to do it. Yeah, uh, Damo is a hundred percent correct. It is lazy. It is annoying. But fans do like it, and from a talk show perspective, it's a little bit different. And I shot myself in the foot, Damo, because I brought this up list up yesterday, trying to get Eagles fans fired up because yeah. one was way too low. But I mean, my general feeling on list, and Jody knows this, is just go to the next one if it upsets you. There'll yeah. be a next one. And that, but that you'll you'll probably like that one. Just one dude's opinion. I'm not sure, but I mean, because I don't look at it regularly. But we may have run quarterback rankings weekly during the season, which is like the most yeah. mystifyingly stupid thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> Come on, you throw three picks, you should drop down four spots on yeah. the list. Yeah. Well, power rankings in general, even teams. Think yeah. about power rankings this time of year. Think about it. We're, we're not even the free agency. We have no idea. There's 30% turnover. We don't know who's getting drafted where, who's signing where, and people are out there doing power rankings, and and other people are getting upset over them. There's going to be 30% turnover. It, it's absurd, but it is what it is. See, people like and, them. Uh, and uh, I'll let my fan flag fly here. I do like them at this time because you know they're going to be changing. So what position are you starting from? Here's what your roster looks like. Here's what your probable losses are. Here's where you're going to need to upgrade. All right, where are you actually starting from? And then a power ranking list in uh, June all of a sudden holds a lot of sway. When you moved up, haven't played a game. You have not played a game between February and June, but you could go from number 24 to number 8. That'd be pretty damn impressive. I'd want to give that general manager a raise. I got. I did do power rankings for thirty thirteen for a couple of years, but what I did was every every week, uh, w along with the rankings, I would have good news, bad news for each team. Uh, you know, uh, after a game or after the draft. Um, but that's 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 my, the extent of uh, list for me is is you know ranking teams. Uh, going beyond that just seems foolish. Yeah, uh, I, I I like it, and I get up uh, kind of upset. There you do, Jody. Someone you, someone misses the mark as badly. You're, you're you're all for it as uh, badly as your guy Derek Classen did. Missing the mark, Domo. I got to get your thoughts on this. Nick Sirianni was pictured at Geno's uh, having 
a little bit of lunch with Vic Fangio yeah. and Kellen Moore. Doug Nussmeyer got the invite too. Kevin Petulo. So we yeah. know Kevin's back. Um, but that's as good a confirmation as you're going to get. We rank in um, cheesesteak places? Uh, well, yeah. Yes, <laughs> many people did because anytime and they're getting insulted for going to Gino. Exactly. If, if, I'm not, if I'm the lead guy yeah. at Pat's, you'll never get another discount, Eagles. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. I'm going to hold that grudge for 10 years. Well, forget you came about down it. to this corner and took a picture across the street. You'll never get a discount at my place again if I'm fat. Forget about Geno's versus Pat's. Then you have the cheesesteak snobs. Well, you can't go to the high profile, but you got to go to some hole in Northeast Philly. So all that starts, but that's kind of goofy. But um, why won't this team, and I used to doubt, the Dallas Cowboys hired Mike Zimmer and had him available to reporters the next day. No, other teams... You know, have hired their coordinators. They take a week, you know, then they announce it and and they give them the reporters. The Eagles, no, absolutely not. They're still talking about competitive advantage with Vic Fangio, who's been around since 19, what, the 18th century? I don't know. Vic's been around for a long time. Nobody's surprised by Vic Fangio. Kellen Moore's been an offensive coordinator for how many years? Five straight years, brother. What what are they hiding? Yeah. Well, they did the same thing last year. I think Desai wasn't available till April. Well, I think they were trying to hide Desai. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 hindsight, yeah. huh, John? Yeah. I blame, I blame part of it on the ineptitude of their PR staff and the other part of it. I think it, it, it a lot of it emanates from Howie. He just um, – yeah, so Howie more so than Nick? Because Nick's yeah. the one who's got to verbalize competitive advantage, and he yeah. does – he, that's how he whispered in his ear going, yeah, we can't give anybody any information. Uh, don't you dare. Really? Yeah. I think it's more Howie. I mean, I, really? You know, Nick, I mean, Nick was an assistant for a lot of years. He knows, you know, let these guys talk. Uh, I don't think he has a problem with that. So, I mean, I think it, it comes from uh, the PR staff and Howie. Yeah. It's, it's is it so is it you two reporter guys? Is it a league mandate that coordinators must be made available every week? Yeah, is that a league mandate? Season, yes, during the season the and uh, during training camp, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yes, once a week during camp and yeah. uh, during the season. Um, I wasn't down there this year, John. I mean, I know there there was also a mandate from the league that you had to make the assist all assistant coaches available on a regular basis. Did they abide by that? Um, yes and no. Um, you had to request them. So, you know, you, you essentially got vetted for your story idea. So they, they, they technically, you know, nobody complained because what are we going to complain about? It's only going to create more troubles and how much do you want to talk to no offense, but how much do you want to talk to, Jason Michael, that they, you do you do it a couple times in, during the year, and everybody's happy. Right um, now, there's certain situations where players, but they they don't want guys talking about head coach issues or coordinator issues. So that's their big problem. So they don't want assistant coaches talking about player evaluation things like that. So if you have a story idea, um, you can get somebody, but. Not by the letter of the law. They're not saying every month here's the assistance. That that's yeah. never going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But 
And I, I, you know, I don't have as big a, a problem with that. Uh, but I do have a problem when you make big coaching moves. And, hey, it started at the beginning when Nick and, and Howie were up there, Damo, because that should have been Jeffrey. Yeah. And and and, and it, it's kind of – and now that we have coordinators – and, by the way, coordinators with experience, as I mentioned, so it's a little bit different than last year. You could argue competitive advantage. Nobody knows Sean Desai, very little experience. Uh, Brian was never a coordinator. Um now you have guys who everybody runs a big scheme. Yeah. You know, what, 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 yeah. What, what's the advantage? It's 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 very strange at times how they do things, but ultimately, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. Other than the fans don't get to hear from pretty important people. I will say, and now that we look at and we don't have the whole staff. Well, we, we're starting to get a better feeling. It seems like more people are going to stay than I expected. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? More. So I think Kevin's staying, Kevin Petullo. Oh, Jamal right. Singleton, I think, is going to stay. Yeah. Devontae Smith intimated Aaron Moorhead was going to stay. Yeah. Obviously, Jeff Stoutland. I didn't think all those guys were staying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would assume they, well, I mean, I would assume the coordinators, you know, had some input, felt they were comfortable enough with those guys. I would I would hate to think, you know, that either Howie or Nick said, you know, these are to, to his coordinators, you know, we're not, you know, these are the, these guys are staying, you're stuck with them. Um, you know, I, Vic, Vic was familiar with these people already since he spent some yeah. time in here last year as a consultant. Yeah, uh, but remember, Vic consulted for the offense, not yeah, the defense. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. He, he knew everybody. I, I mean, I think the most important you, uh, you mean first... like you mean like Damo knows Derek Classen? No, <laughs> more. He actually knows the people. He actually knows the most important. I mean, the only the most important hire that I think needed that that, that had to be done or re replacement was getting a new quarterbacks coach that that the new guy is, was comfortable with. Uh, you don't have that. Then there's a unnecessary uh, period of adjustment. Uh, but, you know, these guys have worked together uh, previously at, uh, at you know, in, in L.A., so I think they'll be okay there. Fangio, you know, Fangio's Fangio. I mean, he can work with anybody. Uh, so I don't think there's any problems there. All right, Damo, uh, we've talked – Complaining about the Eagles, I guess we'll circle back to the Eagles, but we haven't had you on since the Super Bowl came down. Um, did Travis Kelsey get a free pass for assaulting Andy Reid on the sideline the other day? Yeah, I mean, there should have been a little bit more uh, uh, condemnation of it. You know, I think Andy. Quickly... The only one who's really called him on his carpet is on the carpet is his brother. He, yeah. that's it. Jason yeah. did it on the New Heights podcast, but other than that, he kind of got away with it. And you know that it. it, it I called it, him a lunatic, Jody, on the show. Um, Travis okay. is kind of wacky. Yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, you know, NFL, uh, NFL Network usually runs the NFL Films mic'd version of the, the Super Bowl, and I don't know if it's been on yet this week because I want to hear what exactly you know the uh, the dialogue, how it went uh, between the two of them during that moment. So. That'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, he should have gotten more heat for it. I think it's hurt his uh, 
you know, I mean, everything's been positive about Travis uh, this season with him and Taylor. And, you know, this was, I mean, I'm not going to, you see it with other guys. I mean, I, and, and I understand the competitive nature of the game and him wanting to be out there. And, 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 and I don't think he meant to bump him. Uh, I think it was kind of incidental, but still it, it shouldn't, you know, it was, I mean, he deserved. Well, I, I saw AJ chimed in about that. AJ Brown said he'd get, I don't know, he'd get banned from the league if he did something like that. AJ's yeah. very sensitive to that kind of stuff. But I do think, you know, if they would have lost, I think oh, winning cures all, all ills. Sorry. Yeah. All I think if they, yeah. if they lose that game. Yeah. yeah. I and think it's as simple as that. I really do. Fact that, that I don't know if it, was, it wasn't after that. He had a few before that, but what? One catch for one yard in the first half. Second yeah, it was there because it was about the missed block yeah. that caused the fumble. Right. Pacheco fumbled, and uh, yeah. he was upset about not being on the field. You know, I several uh, uh, black writers around the country turned it into a racial issue. You know, with the if 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 Travis were black, this would be a big issue. I think it's a win loss issue. I'm a white guy, Absolutely. but I think I think he would have got killed if they yeah. lost. I agree. Yeah, much much more so. Um, yeah. Andy Reid wins another Super Bowl. He gets to like just shrug off the fact that a player ran into him during the game. His uh, overall ranking, his legacy in the National Football League, uh, just continues to skyrocket. How high is high for Andy? We, I don't know about you, but I did it on here on Bird 365, my WIP show. Mahomes has officially entered the conversation as the only guy who we can talk about chasing Tom Brady. That's it. There's no other quarterback. Does Andy Reid have a chance to chase down Bill Maybe Belichick? Anthony Richardson, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to coach. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I always thought he'd coach as long as he's got Patrick Mahomes. That may be the case. He's 65 now. You know, he seems to be enjoying yeah. it. But, you know, Andy's definitely like, enjoying it. Yeah. Andy would prefer to be, you know, in the, in the, in the, with his coaches than he would be at home. Uh, so, you know, he's probably going to win a few more of these and, and that would put him in a conversation with Belichick. Certainly. Um, with regard to Mahomes, you're right, and you know I think before his career is over, he will be regarded as the greatest of all time. By the way, Damo, um, because the Chiefs won essentially the Super Bowl on the same type of play that killed the Eagles in last year's Super Bowl: speed in, speed out. Uh, yep. Corn dog is uh, he called it Tom and Jerry this year. Um, <laughs> The play, um, I think he called Tom and Jerry. The motion, I think he called. Yeah, Tom. yeah, yeah. Uh, the corn dog motion shuttle uh, F is what he calls it. He called it to Peter King. So shuttle flex player, which was McCall Hardman. Um, ain't that easy to defend? I was covering the Vikings with Chris Carter. They ran that same stinking play. How many touchdowns did Chris Carter score? Yeah. Um, when you get going one way and veer back the other, and Chris wasn't the fastest guy in the world. Um, it is so difficult. Um, you think that makes people understand that it wasn't as easy as it might've looked at last year's Super Bowl when the Eagles lost to it look worse. I, I think so. Really difficult. I, I believe so. And I think it also, you know, it makes Nick look foolish for his motion, his comments about motion earlier in the in the year when, 
he was basically uh, grudgingly saying, well, you know, it gives, you know, you can kind of see if they're playing zone or man, but nothing else really that, that, that it helps you with. Yeah. It helps you with a lot. And you're going to see them run motion next year uh, with Kellen Moore uh, uh, probably as, as much as any team in the league. You know, the thing about motion, by the way, I can't even tell you how many times Nick has said that, Dama, which drives him insane. Now, he, when when they were riding high at 10 and 1, he got a bunch of motion questions. And I know Elliot gave him one. And I, I said one behind the scenes. And he just rolled the eyes at us. And, like, we're football idiots, which we are. But um, he did not like it at the end. And then all of a sudden the wheels come off. But he contradicts himself because he always uses that term, a wise man avoids all extremes. And he says, you never want to be bottom five in anything in the NFL. So I asked him, well, you're 32nd in motion. You're bottom five. I mean, isn't there a a better balancing point? Yeah. And, you know, then he ignores the contradiction and goes into the, well, you know, you can get information in other ways is what he would have said. But that's not the point. The point to me is not the information. Because you can get it in other ways. Right. The point is the stress you put on the defense. You're testing the discipline of the defense. You can't just assume, oh, they're going to be disciplined. That's my problem. Because a bunch of times they're not disciplined. Yeah. And they blow coverages just because of motion. Yeah, I think Nick's wrong on that one. But he's the football expert. Uh, but he's not going to be the, the main dictator of the offense next year. So he can have his strength of opinion all that he wants. It's going to be, although it's going to be our offense, if it's 51-49 Kellens or Knicks, guarantee you that it's Kellens over Knicks. Yeah. That's just my guesstimate from afar. I, Dama, we haven't had you on since you were able to talk about the Hall of Fame inductions. We had you on last week, and you were uh, already knew what was going down, but you did your responsibility as a Hall of Fame selector and kept it to yourself. When Eric Allen, someone, I think it was Peter King put it up, uh, the length of discussion about each player. Julius Peppers was the only player who was discussed for a shorter period of time than Eric Allen, and he was, at least in my opinion, you please confirm or deny, a lock first-time entrant. Um, did Eric Allen get his just due in the conversation to potentially make it? Well, I mean, I didn't time the, you know, I mean, I do, I, I have five minutes to make a presentation, everybody that. Right, and there was only five minutes and change thereafter, at least per Peter King. Right. It was yeah. ten uh, minutes and change. No, it's, it, it's funny in that room. Sometimes uh, the we have a long honest, raw, candid conversation about people like T.O., like Paul Tagliabue, like uh, trying to think there, there were a, this week, this year it was Buddy Buddy Parker. Buddy Parker. Clark um, Jones leading that. Uh, you know, people like that, that where you've got back and forth and back and forth. And then and then some guys, you know, they nobody says anything and you don't know what to make of it. I mean, you know, sometimes it means – Everybody agrees with you. Uh, some, but you know, sometimes the silence is deafening, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 fact is, going in, I knew it was going to be difficult this year for Eric because he's a first time finalist. Uh, you know, he didn't make it 
the, he, he was eliminated in the 15 to 10 vote, along with three other guys who were first-time finalists. Fred Taylor, the running back from Jacksonville. Rodney Harris, the safety from, uh, you know, that played for the Patriots. And uh, um, I'm, I'm forgetting one other guy. But it's really tough to go from – unless you're a first-time eligible guy like – like uh, like peppers, uh, it's it's hard to after 18 years you become a finalist uh, like Eric did and then go right into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I knew that was probably a long shot. I tried my best. I had, you know, I mean Troy Aikman, Phil Sims, uh, uh, pontificating about his worthiness and, uh, but I knew it was you know it didn't happen. Um, you know, I think he's got a better – I think he, I like his chances next year. Uh, you know, as he gets closer, you know, a player only has 20 years of modern eligibility. I mean, they may extend that to 25 at some point. I've been lobbying for that. I don't know if they're seriously thinking about it uh, because I think, you know, a guy like Eric who, who suddenly gets on the radar too late uh, is on the clock too quickly. Uh, so I'd like to see that happen. Mm-hmm. But I think he, I know from talking to people, he's got a lot of support in that room, regardless of the fact that he was, uh, you know, one of the first guys eliminated after we had the first vote. Um, you know, the, pro- the, the problem with football, you know, you look at that list. I mean, I, honestly, I didn't vote for Devin Hester. I, I had a real problem with, with the return guy in the hall of fame. Uh, who wasn't good enough at his, at his position, wide receiver, to, to be anything more than than pedestrian. Um, but 12 of the 15 guys that were finalists deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's why it, it, it angers me when people look at somebody and say, that's, you know, what kind of setup is that? How can this guy not be in the Hall of Fame? Well, look at who did get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Hester did. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard. I guess yeah. I'm a Jared Allen guy because I know Jared. And, uh, you know, he has gotten in the Hall of Fame because guys keep coming up and, you know, but he's a Hall of Fame player. I think eventually he'll get in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's oh, it's it's difficult to get in. It's interesting because I wanted – you brought that up because I wanted to ask you, all you guys get crap when somebody's favorite player doesn't get in. Oh, Damo didn't do a good job with Eric Allen, or yeah, one year, Ira uh, Kaufman didn't do a good job with uh, Tampa Bay, or uh, yeah, does that drive you crazy? When has anyone? Oh, I'm not going to vote for so and so, but Ira put me over the top. I mean, Ira's a great guy. We have obviously you do a tremendous job. I mean, when you hear stuff like that, how do, how does it? How do you take it? It's frustrating, uh, very frustrating, because they, they have no idea what's going on in the room. Uh, they have no idea how, you know, the work I put in, you know, I mean, I believe, I mean, Eric Allen became a semifinalist because I lobbied so hard for him. Uh, you know, I mean, there are guys like Seth Joyner who who should have been in that room and never got in. Uh, I wasn't going to let that happen to Eric. I, I, I got enough support. He spent four years as a semifinalist before he got into the room this year. And I think the next step for him is going to be the Hall of Fame. And I believe he'll, you know, he's got two years of eligibility left. It, it's it's a similar path to, to Sam Mills. Sam Mills didn't become a finalist till late in his eligibility. And and that works to your benefit sometimes because the guys in the room don't want to see a, a, a deserving candidate uh, go down into the rabbit hole of, of 
you know, senior veteran, right. considerations. So, cause you, sometimes you never get heard from again. So I think that's going to happen with Eric. I think, you know, I think everybody's aware of what he's done. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful that next year it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I mean, you got a guy on on Jacob Sports that Cilio, uh, I mean, just worthless piece of crap, uh, <laughs> who's telling me. Now wait a minute, I'm going to defend Cilio in that he is absolutely a bigger football expert than Derek Clawson. I and uh, no uh, doubt in my mind that know. he's better than Derek Clawson. That, yeah, that's 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 my Cilio commentary. But, but that's uh, but but that's exactly my point. Now Dan has yeah Dan's a you know, shot guy. He's got his opinions. They ain't my opinions. And and they ain't Jody's opinions. And yeah. you but know, you're just idiot, right? yeah, we're we're just because we're on the same platform. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, all all too often, and you had it for years with the Daily News Inquirer guys, you know, you you don't necessarily think the same way as Jeff or Zach back in the day or everybody's different, but everybody glumps us all together. It drives me and that's what drives me insane. Yeah. You, you hall of fame selectors got it worse because when somebody's favorite player doesn't go in, you're all idiots. Yeah. Shame on all of you. Wait a minute. I voted for, I don't care. You couldn't get him in. You didn't wave your magic wand to get him in. Shame on you. Yeah. Yeah, That that's, that's tough duty, but it's important duty. And we think you do a uh, great job with it, Damo. As always, a pleasure to get you on. Uh, hopefully, the stuff is back from the clip. By the way, uh, speaking of, look what I got on today. I found, I didn't even know I had this one. Is that an FANs? Yes. Oh, wow. That's old school. I didn't yeah. even know that was uh, in the bottom of the drawer. 66. They've what? only been on FN. On FM AM, for yeah. About wow. A decade and a half. That Does was- AM even exist anymore? Did yes, they- slightly. Yeah. Slightly. This one happened to pop up onto the top of the, the pile tonight. But uh, I'll get my uh, Tommy Bahama clean. You get yours. And we'll see you, you in it. it next week, Mr. Domwich. Take care, guys. Thanks, Tama. Paul Domwich here with us on Birds 365. All right. Uh, we're taking time out. We, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, we'll get a quick commercial break in. Come back. One more thing I want to remember by John uh, before we get guest number two up. Who would that be? Hunter Brody from uh, Broads Media and WIP. I got WIP t-shirts too. It just wasn't on the top of the pile. That's why I threw the FAN one on today. Uh, Hey, Burge fans, I've got an offer for you. Here's your chance to save up to 40% on your car insurance right now from one of Jacob Sports' great partners. Here's what you need to do. Call one of their two managing partners, either Jim or Fran, and tell them you're a friend of both Jacob Sports and Burge 365. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! 
Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Maga Mac here with Young Birds 365. Thank Tomo for jumping in. Always good when Tomo. Pops in today. Yeah, I'm not a fan of another show here on Jacob Media. Never knew that. Uh, but uh, I probably started that ball rolling by taking my shot at one of his guys. Eh, I don't know. Who knows? Only Damo knows. For no, sure. I think I I stood there because I, I, I wasn't talking about Dan, but I was, you know, those Hall of Fame selectors always get crap from uh, fans that, you know, obviously want Eagles to get in here in any city, you know. And when their guys don't get in, it's always because so-and-so, whether it's, you know, Clark or D, we've had D, Orlando Ledbetter in Atlanta, or Ira I mentioned in Tampa. We've had so many guys. We've been lucky enough to have so many guys on um, who are Hall of Fame selectors. Um, They all get crap when their guys don't get in, and it's always their fault. 
it's always their fault you know because they didn't they didn't make the case for them it's, it, yeah people Thomas right people don't understand the the system but you know it, it's behind the scenes so very right few how can you possibly yeah. know if, yeah. if you're gonna call somebody you weren't there but yeah. you're assuming you're, you're judging results without knowing exactly what went down and how it went down. So that's uh, here's how I do it. And yes, we're lucky enough that we get a chance to talk to some of these guys. You share a press box with a bunch of these guys. Um, I'm lucky enough to get them on my shows here on Jacob Media and or uh, CBS and or uh, WIP. Um, I subscribe to the Get More Flies with Honey theory. I would rather try and ingratiate myself with a Hall of Fame voter and try and influence them so when they actually get in the room and they get to make their presentation in their speech, maybe they give it a little bit extra rather than, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah, that's going to get something done. Yeah. That's really going to give your guy a better chance of getting yeah. in. Calling the guy who's making the speech for him on the carpet and giving him a hard time. That's just pretty stupid if you ask me. But... um Here's uh, one thing I want to get to, and uh, Hunter Brody's going to join us coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Uh, another guy. Now I'm going to, it's going to seem like I'm giving a guy a hard time, and I guess I am. But let me first say we love him here on Birds 365. Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports Philly, uh, who hops on with us from time to time. He owes us an appearance, doesn't he? He's yeah, been- he was on, uh, he, he went on vacation. Um, Dave's a big traveler, so. Uh, when he's got some time off, he always goes on vacation. But uh, yeah, he's miss- we missed him the past couple of times. Uh, but more, we'll get him back. More power to him uh, if he's taking advantage of some downtime. Good on him. Uh, and we'll get him back on the show at some point, except maybe not after I point out what he did. Um, he did a nice piece on uh, NBC Sports uh, Philly.com about um, former players who had contact, worked with uh, Kellen Moore, um, that maybe, just maybe the Eagles might have some interest because the new coordinator, who's probably going to have some pull, going to have Howie's ear, not going to be able to dictate terms. I don't even think Vic has got that strength, and Kellen, for me, would line up behind Vic in the ability to influence the organization on where upgrade and or changes are going to be made with player personnel. But um, I'm sure they're going to give Kellen his uh, chance to voice his opinion on uh, places that the Eagles could go via free agency. He did mention backup quarterback. And I know this has been a quarterback-driven show started by uh, the 33rd team in their quarterback rankings. Um, That Marcus Mariota's contract is up. He was a one-year quarterback here. Uh, I'll raise my hand. I thought it was a good signing this past year. I, we never really got the chance to see whether it was a good, bad, or indifferent signing. He never played. Jalen got hurt for one game, was out for a couple series, and I think Mariota went two for three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, at least the numbers, as minuscule as they were, weren't terrible. Uh, but you were there during the practices last year. You gave much more of a pass than I did because he was working with the backup. Playing shortstop, man. He was playing shortstop in training camp. He, uh, you know, they were trying to turn Brett Toth into the backup center, and uh, it did not work. I mean, you talk about 
Creed Humphrey, bad snaps in the Super Bowl. Jason Kelsey, occasional bad snap when he fires it back. But, you know, it was pretty consistent with Marcus. So I did give him a, a little bit of a pass because yeah, he was – that throws off the timing of every play when you get – when you're digging and so. It does. Um, but, again, you were there every single day. I was not uh, – I the little that I did see in the games in the preseason – he got clean snaps and threw it somewhere nowhere near a receiver. Uh, I he just didn't look good to me. Um, I thought he was going to be good. I thought it was a really good signing. I thought it was an upgrade at the position. I thought he was going to be better than Gardner Minshew. And Gardner had the very good year that he had for the Colts. And Pro Bowl made the Pro Bowl. As crazy as that is, um, you think Mariota's coming back? No. No, I do not. Probably not. So the new offensive coordinator is probably going to have a chance to have some influence on the backup. You want Easton Stick? Um, do I want Easton Stick? Yes, that's no, the question no. I asked. No, probably not. Okay. I'm, I'm, my hope would be that uh, Tanner McKee showed them enough behind the scenes that they feel comfortable sort of going forward with him as the backup quarterback. But the history of this team is if they think they're a contender, they want they a veteran. They want a veteran. Now, they have done it. Remember, you know, when Carson got hurt and, and you know, people kind of forget Nate Sudfeld was the backup, um, you know. And, and, and then as they move forward, Nate was the backup for a small period of time. Um and he had no, so it's been a, and, and the year they drafted Jalen Hurts, obviously they shifted to a more of a um, developmental player as a backup quarterback, um, but that's a high level pick. He was the second round pick, 53rd, I think, 53rd overall. Um, Tanner McKee's a six round pick. There's a big difference there. There is a difference there. Um, so, you know, no, I, I would. I, I think you got to get more experience. If, if you're going that way and you want experience because you don't want to give up on the season, God forbid you have a catastrophic injury, then you got to go with experience. Easton Stick doesn't have a ton of experience playing. He's got a little bit. Um, so I don't think you're getting the experience aspect, and I don't think he's that much better of a prospect than Tanner McKee. So, no, I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Other than what Dave pointed out, if Kellen Moore likes them, you know, guys like their guys. I don't know if he likes them to that degree, but it's certainly a possibility. I I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and Dave did a better job of actually pointing out what he was writing about than uh unnamed guy at 33rd team. Um he didn't say, I would love to see Easton Stick be the Eagles' backup quarterback, just like uh, Kellen Moore would want to say. He just was writing an article about guys who have a tie to Kellen Moore. He wasn't saying, good, bad, or indifferent, gets my blessing, gets my stamp of approval. No, he didn't go there. He just was kind of listing guys and giving a little background with each individual. I'll go on the record right now. Easton Stick can't play. I would say shame on Kellen Moore if he was good with that last year. Now, he may have had nothing to say. Uh, I, I don't know the inner workings, and John doesn't know because he hasn't had a chance to talk to him yet. 
because the Eagles have not made any of their new hires available just yet. So I don't know how much Kellen Moore did or didn't have say over Easton Stick as his backup quarterback. I watched the guy play, can't play. As bad as Marcus Mariota was in preseason last year, I'll tell you, Easton Stick would have been worse. So if they are going to give Kellen Moore that much leeway and let him basically pick his backup quarterback, if he's an Easton Stick guy and he wants to bring him in here, Eagle fans, feel free to start to go ahead and get worried. Because if Jalen Hurts goes down, so so does Eagle season, right down the tubes, right down the way. They they better be thinking better than Easton Stick. Yeah, I mean, backup quarterbacks are it, 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 let's see. I'm I'm looking at Easton Stick because I haven't seen a lot of Easton Stick other than the Eagles were interested in him back in the draft and but but he was like a you know, we're talking fifth round or whatever it was. Um and part of that had to do with Carson, by the way. But um, so last year he came in late for Herbert. He was he lost all four of his starts, uh, but the numbers weren't terrible. Um, but I haven't seen enough of him play. But that it, that's the first time he's played. Literally, the first time he's played, he had one uh, one pass attempt in twenty twenty. So he didn't play in 2019, his rookie season. He didn't play in 2021. He didn't play in 2022. And last season was the first time he even played. So that's not the kind of experience. If you're looking for an experience backup because you need to win a game or you don't want to give up on the seat, it's not the guy from that perspective either. So I would rather go with experience or go with a young quarterback with upside that's sort of my decision making. And he right. fits Ken, neither. Tanner McKee, although he didn't play last year, has played more football recently than than a guy like Easton Stick. Because as you just noted, he went years without taking no. a snap. Tanner McKee's only one year removed from being an actual player, albeit on the collegiate level. I'd rather have a guy who's done that than a guy who sat on the bench, kept a ball cap on, held a clipboard. For three out of the last four years, John. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Did not play. Play through and and only threw the one year. So he had four years, and one year he threw one pass. And by the way, the year the Eagles wanted to take uh, uh, Easton Stick in the fifth round uh, of the what was it uh, twenty nineteen draft. You remember who they took? The next pick, Easton Stick got taken. Um, let's see. I don't know what he got taken. Uh, one sixty, one sixty-six, and the Eagles were picking one sixty-seventh, and their guy came off the board, and they selected the great Clayton Thorson. <laughs> two two QBs that KP can't play. That's my father used to use that uh, KP, maybe because my father was in the military, served in the Korean War. Uh, he had an affinity for the initials KP because I'm pretty sure it's CP for can't play. But that's what he always referred to as a guy who wasn't good enough. KP can't play. Both Easton State. I remember and Clayton. Clayton was a good. Clayton was a good guy. Was he a good Clayton dude? He Thorson. couldn't play a little bit, but I'll believe you if you tell me he was a nice guy. No, he's a very he was a very good dude. He he okay. set the. Uh, he set the Big Ten record for most wins by a quarterback, uh, which is crazy. 
uh, at the time. I'm sure it's been beaten because guys play for 16 years now. But right, um, and they just keep adding games too. Yeah, yeah. So play more games. But uh, yeah, he could not play. But really nice guy. All right, we will get the opinion of our next guest on Clayton Thorson. Uh, no, we won't. We won't do that. <laughs> um, I'm nicer than that. I will not ask him about Clayton Thorson. But we will ask him plenty of football questions. Our buddy, Honey Hunter Brody from Broads Media and uh, 94 WIP. Going to jump in next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got your Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365, a full football Friday, because there's no football coming up this weekend. Um, we've got a uh, fun guest to join us next. Before we do, though, I just got to throw these numbers out there. John said, uh, Ethan Sticks' numbers weren't bad. They were terrible. Um, 74, <laughs> his, it's, his, his passer ratings, 74.6, 78.3. 
78.8, 87.3. Ooh, he went 113.7 because his team was behind by 40 points. The Vegas Raiders put up a 61 spot, so they went prevent defense, so he actually accomplished something, and his first start, 78.3. If you're not a 90, you shouldn't be in the league. Three out of his five games were below 80. He's terrible, just awful. I, He's killing I, me. I mean, yeah, I, I was looking at the uh, accrued numbers. It ended up at eighty-five point six. Now, remember, he's a backup quarterback, Jody. He's not getting. He's he, he, nobody. And, and, and by the way, why am I defending Easton Stick? I didn't and, say I wanted. And then Easton there's Stick. Joe Flacco. So if you want to just throw the coverall, always oh, a backup quarterback. Joe Flacco's won Super Bowls and was a longtime starter in this league. Let's <laughs> let's get Hunter Brody in the conversation for some common sense. Joe Flacco's Joe Cole, baby. He won Super Bowls. You he's guys are unbelievable. Quarterback. You yeah. guys are unbelievable. Yeah. I could sit here all day. Keep going. This yeah. is great. What What do Joe Flacco and Easton Stick have in common? They're backup quarterback. They started the season. Well, Joe, Joe was sitting home on his friggin' couch, uh, yeah. but he was brought in as Joe a backup was sitting quarterback. At the legacy diner in, uh, in <laughs> South Jersey. Hey, I love my diners, baby. Yeah, give me that pork roll, egg, and cheese. The oh, here's something they, Come on, here's some, I had to look it up. Here's something they don't have in common. Joe Flacco has started uh, 201 NFL games. 201, Hunter Brody. Eastern Stick, four, because uh, Justin Herbert got hurt. But uh, sometimes, I, 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 sometimes I throw you guys on my desktop over here as I get things done in the studio. Sometimes I, you guys I, do whatever you think. No, no, I'm just saying, well, you're right, you're right, shame on me. But the, so I just, I laugh because you guys get in the conversations that I yeah, would never, yeah. ever, ever imagine getting into yeah. on any day don't, of my life. Don't blame John, don't blame me, blame Dave, blame Dave Zangaro, because he uh, wrote an article about they could have interest in Easton Stick because his paths crossed in San Diego last year with Keller Moore. I didn't bring it. I just read it, and then I reacted to it. And my reaction is, not on a bet should the Philadelphia Eagles have Easton Stick on this roster this upcoming year. All right, uh, it's been a bit since we got Jan. You win any money on the Super Bowl? You, no. You riding that Andy Reid train? No, I didn't win any money. I just went for some fun entertainment. Though. I Listen. I had my fun with the betting experience. I took a little break, uh, and that included the Super Bowl because I have diapers to pay for now, and things weren't going well. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, look, I, I did root for Andy. I was rooting for Andy. I was rooting for Pat Mahomes. I love dominance. I love it. And the fact that they do it again, I'm watching Mahomes run just like we watched him beat up on the Eagles with his legs. I love it. There's nothing better to me than watching greatness in this league. And whenever the Eagles aren't involved, even if it was the Lions, this is less about the Niners for me, which I know a lot of this city just grabs onto the hatred of the Niners. I would be rooting for the Chiefs no matter who they were playing outside of the Eagles. And it's incredible. Like, in what world are they doing this like this? No matter the circumstance, no matter the score, no matter if Andy Reid uses a timeout to start the second half or not, when it's money time, Pat Mahomes delivers. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, he is incredible. I'm interested. I'm not a dominance guy. I want new blood. Like, okay. I wanted the, the Detroit Lions in, in that Super Bowl. I wanted to see that. And they should have been in it, by the way. But they didn't make. I want to see your your rep in the fly, guys. You're my Flyers guy. Of course, I, I want to see the Flyers back in the play. I got to get some new blood in the playoffs. I, I, you know, and we yeah, saw Detroit. yeah. But you know what? If 
if Tampa Bay, trust me, I'm not going on a hockey tangent here, but if, if if they're winning Stanley Cups after Stanley Cups after Stanley Cups, I love that. Like, I love that because. I respect the, it. I respect okay. It. I know you do. I, I, yeah. Of course. But yeah. it's like, these are the greatest in the world at what they do. And then there's three or four guys that are the greatest of those greatest. And I just am enamored. And by the way, I'm so damn jealous because could you imagine back in 2017, of course the parade was in 18, but if we were able to get a back-to-back Super Bowl run in Broad Street where you don't even have time to really embrace what you did the first time around because the party's coming again. You know what? You know what's interesting to me? When you hear about Super Bowl week, like I went through this in – in Minneapolis, Super Bowl 52, like there were way more Eagles fans than Patriots fans. And I would explain to people, well, the Patriots are here every year. These freaking uh, these these freaking excursions for fans are expensive. So you, you, you got to pick and choose. Same thing with the Chiefs this year in Vegas. I heard it all week. There's so many more 49ers fans here. The Chiefs are always there. You can't, can't blow 15 grand every year. If you're an average fan, um, so that's part of it as well. But it's oh yeah, when you have that kind of dominance of Patrick Mahomes, man, six six consecutive AFC championship games at his age, he's already got three rings. Yeah, he's and this is the most impressive. I don't know if you guys wanted to go down Super Bowl way or not, if you want to go Eagles, but regardless, this is on the road, not playing home games throughout. So you're playing Baltimore, you know, yeah. you're beating up on some of these teams. You Buffalo. don't have the buy. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're beating Buffalo, and everyone rips Josh Allen to death, and reasonably so. He turns the ball over and he chucks it downfield and whatnot. But without Pat Mahomes, I do believe that we'd see him competing in an AFC championship oh, yeah. game for once. And this yeah. guy is getting stuck. He's getting stuck. It's guys who get stuck behind Michael Jordan and never mm-hmm. get a ring. And, and it just enamors me and it excites me. I look forward to that. I really do. I look forward to watching Pat Mahomes block people for each eternity in the AFC. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that on this side. You know what I'm saying? Except you're going to have to beat him in the Super Bowl again. You're going to get a shot at him. Yeah. It's going to have to yeah. be in the Super Bowl again. And he's proven he's pretty good in that game, too. So, yeah. eventually. You got to worry, you gotta worry about Corn Dog in the Super Bowl. You, you do worry have to worry that. about Corn Dog. The ironic yeah. part is, though, I thought Hurts and the fumble is killer. I know it's killer. He but played I, better. I say I, it all the time. Exactly. He, played, he outplayed Mahomes. He uh, did. And, and Mahomes played well. Um, yeah, the, the guy, I agree with you. The yeah. guy who took advantage of it was McVay. He got lucky in that Joe Burrow beat Mahomes, so he didn't have to play Mahomes in a big game, and he got himself a Super Bowl ring. Because, hey, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, all right. Uh, let me tie uh, Super Bowl and Eagles together because I'm pretty sure we asked you about this, but I forget, Hunter, so I apologize. Um, when Sean Desai was told, listen, during the game, you can go have a hot dog in a press box because we're not going to allow you to call the defensive plays anymore. Um, wasn't fired, didn't step away. He just took on another role that didn't include really contributing anything. Um, we were told that it was Nick Sirianni's decision. I didn't know if I believed it at the time. I continued to not believe it at the all the way up until the press conference when he and Howie sat there together and Nick looked right in the camera and I think we found out that Nick's a good liar when he needs to be because he said that there wasn't going to be a change made a coordinator. And then they found out after the fact that, oh, they made the change. And they made it before Nick said there's no change. And they put you on the side up there to answer questions on a Tuesday. 
So he showed his lying skills. But I don't know what it was about that press conference that he just made a believer out of me. That I believed it was his decision. That it wasn't influences from above. That they actually had to sign off on it. He took it out. And Jeff and they said, all right, if you want to do this, you can do this. And then it blows up in his face. For me, that was a fireable offense. You make that strong a call and it goes that badly thereafter, that should cost you your job. If you had a head coach of a football team and they did everything but fire him, took away all his power. But I thought that was a fireable offense. I think what happened in the Super Bowl was also a fireable offense. I think you can fire Kyle Shanahan for not knowing the rules of overtime. They changed the rules. He gave you a half-hearted explanation after the fact. But they doubled down, by the way. Right. Doubled down on that. They got 49er players on the record, on the sideline during the game going, oh, I didn't even know that was the case. So if he knew that's one thing, he didn't explain it to his players. He didn't have all his players up to speed on what the rules were for overtime. That's a fireable offense for me. Neither of those two guys lost their job. Am I just a big dick? Because... (laughs) I would fire people for this, yeah. and yet they both keep yeah, their it, jobs. It, 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 these are, these both. are might yeah. be a fireball offense, and you are a big and, dick. And, and you're a big dick. Yup, yeah. these are two totally different conversations. Yeah. So I don't know which way to go here. Oh, yeah. that's phenomenal. Um, so you know what? I, you're you're right on on both fronts, though. On on the firing of the coaches thing, though, and that's why. Um, with the whole Nick Sirianni thing, I'm actually still in the belief that it was Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lloyd because if it was truly him and it was truly Nick Sirianni's decision, you can't bring this guy back. And they know deep down what conversations were had behind closed doors. So they could say whatever they want publicly, but they know in their gut what really happened. And I have to imagine that that's a Howie call because we've been around a long time. That's how Howie Roseman operates. So maybe we do have to give credit to Sirianni for putting on a better front because, you know, I would never think in a million years that he'd be able to play that card. Um, the Shanahan thing. All right. This is And I got into a big debate on WIP with somebody about this because a caller pretty much said that Kyle Shanahan's a nobody. And this is before the Super Bowl. So this is before we saw the outcome. And my response was, and this guy gave, by the way, a ton of praise for Andy Reid for what he did in Philadelphia, but not being able to win the big game wasn't a big knock on his criticism. He loved the NFC championships. He loved the idea that you were always in competition, but then he ripped Kyle Shanahan for not winning the big game. And I'm like, well, this is kind of hypocritical. Yeah, if Shanahan yeah, yeah, is yeah. constantly, bit, yeah. right, right, and if Shanahan's constantly getting there over and over again, it will, it will eventually fall in his favor. I, I do believe that. And this was atrocious. It was so horrendous, garbage, disgusting, pitiful. You name it. But there were probably a lot of examples of Andy Reid going through some pitiful time management situations on big stages, and he eventually got through. Now, he had Pat Mahomes, and people make the debate that it was Pat that got him through. Whatever. That's for a different conversation. But at the end of the day, while Kyle Shanahan screwed up heavily, he's always at the NFC Championship game, always at the Super Bowl level. The, the guy can learn from, again, I mean, that was as ugly as ugly can be, but how do you fire someone who's always there with Brock Purdy and all these other guys that has to hold some type Jimmy of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now? He's right? making Super Bowls with Jimmy right. Garoppolo. Now, now yeah. Kyle Shanahan has a flaw right now that is limiting him to winning the big game, but he's always at the big game. So what do you do with that information? 
You know, like, can he continue to work on it? You keep getting there, getting there. And, hey, he won't screw up overtime next time if it ends up happening. Like, what do you do with this? And I'm just asking questions out loud. I don't have the answer. I would think you stick with it, though, and you keep digging, you keep churning until you eventually fit the key in the hole, no? Yeah. Well, I don't they, know. Answer, they I don't answered know. that question, Hunter. They scapegoated Steve Wilkes. They, right, they, they you know, they, yep. they did what the Eagles did. Everybody yeah. does it. Somebody's got to pay for this. We're not yeah. going to fire the head coach. Let's fire the defensive coordinator who the head coach doesn't like anyway. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. They did use a different scapegoat there. And uh, that, man, Steve Wilkes, the, the guy what, in Arizona, it's just crazy what, what yeah. he's been, Carolina what he's been through. Carolina. Job. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, with the, with the overtime stuff, it's so difficult. On one hand, I'm like, boy, you should just admit your mistake and try to move on. But if you admit mistakes as an NFL head coach, you, they, they never let you move on. I know, they, I know. So you, you almost have to, uh, I try to put myself in that situation. What would I have done? I'm like, oh boy. Because there were a bunch of people. I'm following along on Twitter, which is my own fault. There were a bunch of people when the clock was going down on the first quarter of overtime and Andy didn't look like he had a sense of urgency. There were people that I respect losing their minds. Like, what is he doing? You got to get the ball, not understanding the rules that it's, 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 they're just going to the second quarter. He doesn't have to hurry anything. Ultimately, he yeah, scored. It didn't matter. Yeah, um, that that's some guy on Twitter. No, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's the coach. I'm not talking about 49ers. I'm not going to comp him to some idiot on Twitter that doesn't know the rules. Yeah, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about people that should know better. Yeah, people and I'm who not cover the league. Throw, and cover yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But people that should know better. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Back when the Donovan McNabb kerfuffle, and he didn't. It didn't surprise me. Players are like point and go you know they're not like so and that's one of the good things they're not like so invested like fans are so emotional and so invested. they can't be like that because they got to get up and go to work the next day and the worst loss and are like point me that's that's the problem to me with Kyle Shanahan you have to inform these players of every potential situation that comes up that's what makes Andy great it's not the play calling. It's not even the play design. It's not corn dog. It's a stinking preparation. The guy prepares for everything. I tell Jody all the time, you, you could ask Andy, what are you going to be doing on a Tuesday in training camp in 2026? He's got a binder. He's got the day set up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the complete opposite of Shanahan, which is the ex extremes of it all is the one guy was so unprepared, he had no idea. And then you got the most prepared guy who was pretty much putting this in the brain of the player since OTAs and training camp. Yeah. I, I would say majority of coaches probably got to that at some point, but I doubt it was training camp. So no. you have the one side of it, then the complete other side, and then of course Andy Reid wins it. But what a what a turnaround for Andy from where he was here and can't win the big game. But this guy, if this continues, will probably pass Bill Belichick in championships. And what are the odds we get this right after the Tom Brady experience? They overlapped at one point. You'd be lucky to have somebody play this well at the quarterback position 20, 25 years after Tom Brady. And we get this as they cross over during their careers sort of ending and starting 
It, it's bizarre. It's amazing, and, though. Oh, by the way, let me take one more gratuitous shot at Kyle Shanahan here. Sure. Um, he had two weeks before he had to play his first playoff game. There was only two teams that had two weeks. Andy Reid, who I'm guessing was doing significant prep. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, John Baltimore. Harbaugh, who was yeah, doing Baltimore. significant yep. preparation. And Kyle Shanahan. So if you hadn't gone over the new overtime rules for the playoffs for the first 17 weeks of the season, doesn't matter because you're not going to play under those rules. But you better get it in in the two weeks. The other, however many teams not named Baltimore had to get it done in one week. He had an extra week, and he still didn't get the explanation. Oh, and then you dodge the bullet. You don't get the overtime for your two playoff games. You got two more weeks before the Super Bowl to sit him down and go, do you realize we changed the overtime rules for the playoffs? And he didn't do it again. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. fireball. You no, know, no, I, I, I get it. I get but, it. I get the fire. By the way, I can't. Obviously, there's no way I can prove this, but I would bet heavy money. There's 32 NFL head coaches. I would bet more than half would be Kyle in this situation. I agree. And not Andy. I agree. I, 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 I mean, would bet that. Look, we're, we're not and, NFL head coaches. But... On the record, what would, would it be? Would Nick Sirianni be Kyle Shanahan? Or would be Hell Andy? yes. Yeah. Hell yes, he would. Mr. CEO? Yes, he'd screw this up. Oh, he'd now, screw I, this now, up. I, I don't think so because Nick prides himself on, and I know he's taken some hits. He prides himself on situational football. And Kelsey had mentioned on this podcast that they talked about that if they were going to be in that situation. So I kind of believe, I don't uh, think. How Jason's about this? All right, I'll, I'll lay out a little scenario. Nick Sirianni's clueless. He's looking around. His eyes are screaming. I got no idea. And Here's, you know why? I'm, hold I'm on, thinking hold out loud. On, go ahead, go ahead. Hold on. Here's Brian Johnson who saves the day. He puts in his little head. Hey, Nick, by the way, they changed the rules. We win the Super Bowl because Brian Johnson. Johnson knows well, what here, he's doing. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that, we're out because that, that's a pipe dream. Because <laughs> I, I, I was I was thinking about I was I was thinking about this as we were talking. So I'm glad you guys got me to this point. No, the Eagles definitely would have been prepared because the guy who changed the stinking rule was John Ferrari. So John Ferrari would have made, and you muted yourself, Jody, you're muted. Uh, John <laughs> Ferrari um, changed this thinking rule. So the right. Eagles understood the rule, but only, so I'm giving John the credit because John's Mr. That's what he was, football ops before he was uh, compliant. Yeah. Uh, compliant. You, you know what I didn't like, by the way, and, and this is a shot at someone on the Eagles. I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if people agree with me here. It seemed like I was on an island by myself. I did not like what Fletcher Cox did to Debo Samuel after the game. I really do. I feel like all we do is rip the Niners for being losers yeah, and know. being crybabies. Like, Fletch, Fletch did that. Fletch was doing what Debo does that is so ridiculous, I feel. is like three seconds after the game. By the way, Fletch, our team collapsed insanely to the point where the 49ers broke our core and made the entire organization change from top to bottom. They did that to you by coming into your house, and they went significantly farther than you, and then you're going to mock them for losing in overtime of the Super Bowl three the seconds Patrick after Mahomes, the game ends. The yeah, way. like, I don't know. I love Fletch. We all love Fletch. He's one of the greatest yeah. Eagles. It's He's a phenomenal guy, right? But I just didn't like that. He played the exact same card that Debo plays that we despise here, yet the whole city loved it. Yeah, eat a dead. Eat like, a oh, dead. come on. Yeah, what are we dead. doing? Yeah. Here's, here's why I, I didn't get as worked up about it as you did, Hunter. 
it was a direct Debo attack. It was. If if it had been a 49er attack, I would take the same exact attitude you did. Wait a minute. How, how quickly we forget what the 49ers did to the Eagles. Then yeah. I would have had a problem with it. Debo is... He, he he's a jerk and he's a pompous ass and he's a wide receiver demon, all those things. So if you, if you keep your shot just to him and attack him, uh, it's petty, but it's not bad. Yeah, it was petty. I thought it was positive because Bletch was talking like an Eagle again. I thought, you know, he was out the door, whether it was retirement or he's going to play somewhere else. So I thought maybe, well, maybe, maybe that door's a little bit open. That's a good point. I never thought yeah. of it like that because one of the interviews of Medi that Jason Kelsey was doing, I'm sure you guys brought this up, when he kept referring yeah. to the team as they, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. of no, Eagles, yeah. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Never yeah. said never said we once. Yeah. Said Eagles every time on the Chris Long. It's the offseason. We got to parse this stuff. Of yeah. course. But then yeah. Travis Kelsey goes, I think that he's got some football left. What are you guys doing to me over here? Yeah. Well, I saw our, our old buddy, Devin Caney, uh, and your colleague at uh, WIP guy. She she was worried about him going to play in Kansas City uh, with Travis. I'm like, Kansas City's got Creed Humphrey, a 24-year-old all-pro center. That one you don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, unless well, Maybe Creed, ask Kelsey to play you know. guard. <laughs> Can't rule it out. Maybe Creed can play guard. Yeah, He's there you go. Not moving. But, yeah, uh, that, yeah I wouldn't worry that about happened. that one. All right, Hunter, this is an important question that John and I will be debating for the next several weeks leading up to free agency. Saquon Barkley to the Eagles? Ugh. Whole bunch of people putting that out there into the universe. I don't see it. John doesn't see it. Uh, unless we've got a hidden story that nobody knows about that Saquon Barkley is the biggest Eagle fan on the face of the planet and will come here to play Penn for State the veteran guy. minimum. Yeah. Um, that's not happening. He fought long and hard to get paid last year. I don't know why he would fight any less hard this year. And no chance Saquon Barkley's going to be an Eagle, is there? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm trying to figure out if they're going to bring Swift back or not, right? I mean, the numbers pop, but is is that going to be enough to get a payday in this market? Barkley could barely get any sort of payday. So I wouldn't be surprised if Swift is looking for something, can't find something. Hey, he had good numbers here last year, maybe with Kellen Moore. I don't know. I have no idea. Honestly, I can't get a pulse here on what they're going to do at the running back position because they don't care enough. They'll find anybody and go plug them in there. So it's very hard to kind of test the market with that yeah. when you see names, you know? So we're, gonna, we're in big name trap season. I give Joe Banner credit. Big name trap, big name. Yeah, they, they won't name. get Mark. Can they franchise yeah. tag him one more time, by the way? Uh, I believe they cannot. Spell yeah, I think, I think not because he, he signed a contract yeah. last year with the Giants. And oh, I think, that's right. That's I think right. that was part of it that they yeah. uh, said they would not franchise I believe. Tag him I'll, I'll double check on that. But one big name came shook loose. Uh, yesterday um, with a history with Big Fangio. So you know how that goes. And the Eagles need safeties. And Eddie Jackson was an all-pro. He was great. I mean, great under Vic Fangio in 2018. He's been less great, <laughs> to put it mildly, ever since uh, Vic Fangio has left. But And he was terrible last year. Um and you know how old is he now? He's 30. he's thirty. Okay, you know. it's younger than I thought you would say. Yeah, 
Well, we're 2018. That's pretty far in the rearview mirror. Should people even, you want to find the 2018 Eddie Jackson, don't you? As yes. a young player, rather than bring in another Band-Aid, who might be a little bit better of a Band-Aid than Kevin Bayard. Cheaper, obviously. But do you want to go down that route, or do you want no. to reboot this thing? Yeah, I want to try and find that balance, right? Like, we don't know what the Hassan Reddick thing is going to be. We don't know where Jason Kelsey is. We don't know where Fletcher Cox is in the return and all this. But I'd imagine if Kelsey comes back, it's not to just have another sort of retool, right? It's to go after this thing. And I don't know how I feel about some of these names that we saw last year, these guys who have experience, who has done well in the past, the Shaq Leonard's and all this. Where does that really get you, right? Like, are you yeah. trying to make Oh, the impact? Shaq Leonard stuff. That was oh. all the buzz. I and, know. And, then, and then they had to see him play. All I right. know. And the Colts, yeah. who were good, were letting yeah. go of someone who means so much to their organization. Yeah. That should have smacked you right in the face. So, uh, you know, it seems like the whole we got guys that can hold it down philosophy, whether they can or can't, that idea of older guys with some experience, it's backfired more than it's helped you as of late. And I think you got to go after and get impact style guys. So, like, and this is what you can do, and Howie Roseman is good at this, with guys that have one year left on their deal. We're dealing with it now with Reddick, but they went out and got a C.J. Gardner-Johnson impact level guy, and then, yeah, there might be some contract situation stuff to play out after, but I'd rather go that route than go with an Eddie Jackson or an older guy because, you know, like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was getting interceptions left and right. Let's get creative here. If you're not going to draft them, and I don't want to go with the old veteran guys, you got to get creative to get these dudes in, in the Novacare complex, and that might be the route that Howie seems to go, you know? At least that's just an outside view looking in kind of thing. All right, I need your view, Hunter, and John, I'd like yours as well. Cornerbacks and safeties. Uh, we oftentimes refer to the back seven, which that I can surely see a difference as the linebackers are not the same as the corners and the safeties. Uh, some safeties play like linebackers, look like linebackers, linebacker type size, but they're different. I, I draw a much tighter comparison between cornerbacks and safeties. So I look at the back five more than the back seven. Do you need a balance on the age and experience of those positions? Because we we assume Slay's coming back. There's a chance Bradbury's coming back. Do I really want to add another 30-year-old of, of those five positions? And, oh, by the way, you got to figure out who the hell's going to play slot corner, and we don't know who that is just yet. Um, do we need three 30-year-olds in those positions? No. I would say that's too much. I think yeah, they need – if I you want to tell me, need... Jody, shut up. Cornerbacks or cornerbacks, safeties or safeties – don't tie them together. I'm wrong in doing so. I do tie them together. If they're keeping Bradbury, which we don't know what's going to happen there just yet, you can't bring in a 30-year-old safety. No, here's the problem too, though, is I'm not a big Reed Blankenship guy. Now, he's fine. He's an NFL player, right? But I don't like him as my number one safety. If he was in a rotation, in a mix, and he played some snaps, that's fine. But I feel he played way too much, and he was too much of an emphasis as a safety. So you have your old corners, and then you have Sidney Brown, who I think will progress and be good, but he's so raw. So we almost have, once again, we're talking about the extremes. You got Bradbury, who's burnt toast, and then you got someone like Sidney Brown, who's just so new and so raw, and it's fun to watch him play. He's a hard hitter. He's willing to go. But, you know, there's a lot of mistakes that come with that. So you, you, you have your two extremes, and we need to 
find some way to marry the two and have that in a couple different players. And I don't know how they get that is, is my yeah. problem. Well, I, I was talking down the stretch last season. It was clear they needed to get more speed in the secondary. And that's just the reality of, you know, young guys are fast. Yeah, and 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 they come in. Everybody's fast. I I always get a kid. NFL players are fast, but there's a different level when you're talking about Kelly Ringo, for instance, and James Bradbury. Um, Here's a name though, real quick about young guys. Maybe uh, the Isaiah Rogers thing. You know, the Eagles are high on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. John brings him up all the time. Big time. They like him a lot. I think he's going to be the nickel corner. Now he's got to prove, and he's taking a year a year off. Not taken, obviously suspended. you got to see if he's back, but he, he was showing some talent in Indianapolis. I thought that was a very savvy Howie Roseman move uh, to just stash him. And uh, look, I love Avante Maddox, but the guy can't stay healthy and he's expensive. Uh, I, I think they got to turn the page there and hopefully Isaiah Rogers uh, can uh, lock down that position. Hunter Brody, uh, at Broads81 on X, make sure you follow him there. Does a tremendous job, his own Broads Media on YouTube, Sports Radio, WIP. Um, Bleacher Report, you're doing stuff for Bleacher Report now? That's right, baby. You just keep going. What else is there? Keep it going. We don't stop. I'm like Jody Mack. This mouth doesn't shut up over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but here's the problem. When we get a report... That Isaiah Rogers took Broads's uh, uh, yeah, took the app, man, and took the, uh, app, and, the uh, app, and he suspended again. Then, then well, hopefully, you learn. Yeah, problems, Broads. Yeah, hopefully, the, you learn. Did you see the story on him on ESPN? Or he said he threw fifty bucks down. I always love hearing the stories on how much. Like, am I supposed to really believe that this NFL player threw fifty dollars for a family member on a game? He was put, yeah, he was just helping a guy out. Who, Come on. They didn't have legalized gambling in his state yet. Come so on. He was, he was carrying his buddy's bet for him. That's, $50? Like, we're doing this for $50. He's, he's a good guy. So, uh, yeah. All right. Might be well, if you guys guy, ever need anything, guy. I'll throw it down on my app for you. Yeah, yeah, gonna, I need to get I'm one gonna, in. I'm yeah. calling you, Broads. Yeah. If I'm on uh, vacation or somewhere, I'm in a state, one of the – how many we got left? Four in the United States that don't have gambling these days? I don't even know how many there are. Uh, I'll call you first, and you'll put my action in for me. Sounds right? good. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Broads, always a pleasure. Thanks, bud. You Thanks, got bud. it. See you, guys. See you, Brody, Broads Media, and WIP here with us on Birds 365. All right, we got to come back. We'll put a bow on the show. Put a bow on the week on this full football Friday. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, running out of time on this whole football Friday. You got Bill Calarulo coming up with his power hour next here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Um, Johnny Mac, I need a prediction out of you. Last week, I, I said this here on uh, Bird 365 and my other broadcast outlets. Um, I had never seen a Super Sunday news dump before. A Friday news dump, yes. You sneak it in on Friday. The paper's already, we're going back a couple decades here. They've already got it. The, the Saturday newspaper is like this. The, the television yeah, outlets yeah. have their weekend guys on the weekend, not the regular guys. And you sneak a story out that you don't really want a lot of coverage on on Friday. Well, now the Eagles chose to do a Super Sunday news dump and go, yeah, we've given permission to Son Reddick to seek a trade, which I'd never seen that before. Why the hell are you doing on Sunday? And I guess there's so much else going on on that given day. You think you can get it in under the wire? Yeah, it uh, doesn't sure. work, by the way, anymore. You, it, the old school mentality, as you mentioned, the newspapers, because you do it, you would do it Friday afternoon after deadline, and then you'd really kick it off till Monday, essentially. Now it doesn't work that way. So it doesn't, but people it's still have that old school mentality 24 7 coverage, 365. Yeah. Um, Will there be a news dump this weekend on the Eagles, Johnny Mac? Anything of note happened before you and I come back on Monday morning? It's always, I, I think there might be, you know, they might new, they might Friday news dump the coaching staff. They got to announce it at some point. So maybe they'll do that. They'll just put it on the website and not alert anyone and try to get that, sneak that past people. And um, they're weird about that kind of stuff. You know, I should mention before we leave, we haven't gotten to it. I forgot to mention it. Did you see Julian Aquara's uh, uh, contract? No. Uh, one year up to $2.675 million, which isn't a ton. Is the large for futures? For a future. That ain't a normal futures deal. No, That's clear, not close. That is a clear indication that they think he's got a chance to be a contributor. 
So I should have brought that up earlier. Read whatever you need to into uh, the Hassan Reddick situation since they play similar positions. Not the exact same position. Aquara plays both inside and outside. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's not good. If you're of the belief they have to keep Hassan Reddick, they're already lining up guys who could step into They're trying to moneyball. I thought moneyball. I said, you know. It, it, the old joke I always bring up, uh, it, Billy Bean, you're not you're not trying to buy players. You're trying to buy wins. They're trying to replace the production. So it might be Julian Aguara. It might be a premium pick. It might be a free agent guy. All together, can you match the produ- production with a bunch of different players? Good luck with that. All right. Uh, we'll have more on that Monday. Everything that comes down over the weekend on the birds as well. Johnny Mac, have a great weekend. Birds 365 back in two and two days, that is. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.